We'll be looking at Cloud for Microsoft and Advertising Spin for Alphabet. And we've got Nicole Petalides and George Tillis. I like everybody here, but you guys are my favorite for earnings. Good to see you. This means it's the most exciting time of the year. It looks like Microsoft and Texas Instruments are the first ones out of the gate. Let's um, go to Microsoft first. Texas Instruments also coming out, but Microsoft on the bottom line misses by about seven cents. Uh, $2.30 was the estimate for earnings. About 229 is what Bloomberg had it at, uh, but 223, regardless where you look, is going to be a clear miss. Uh, so the stock ticks down, up, kind of going back and forth here. Not a huge move just yet. Uh, but Nicole, I am curious to see how the market will respond to this because Microsoft has told us they're slowing hiring and that they're not immune to some of the same headwinds. Uh, even smaller tech companies have been facing. And they've also got the Activision thing working in too. So it's kind of like we're in a new era for Microsoft a little bit here. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, first of all, it's great to see you both. Glad to be back here as an earnings panel team together. Uh, Microsoft is an interesting, this miss on earnings per share, putting some pressure immediately and volatility on this stock. But what's interesting about Microsoft is it's notorious for beating and winning um, after earnings. In fact, 14 of the last 15 times it beat a majority of the time. It tends to move higher following. Um, we've been watching some critical levels. If you were charting this one, 250 is a support level. 240 would be a very critical area here, and then that would mean new 52-week lows. So I think that the bets are on for Microsoft, but if it starts to trend higher and start to hit that lower part of that channel and the, more towards the 240, then we got problems. Mm, love that. Nicole Petalides on the chart. Couldn't agree more because we couldn't get above uh, 260 for very long. Uh, and uh, revenue missing the estimate it's a rare double miss, George, to Nicole's point. Uh, last time, Microsoft uh, just narrowly beat, and it's still sold off on its earnings. So I can't imagine the response here is going to be particularly positive as they miss both. Yeah, it's not. I mean, look, the top line sales also missed. Uh, the expectations were higher by about 14%. But here's the kicker. I mean, if they had made that 220 nine estimate that that growth rate is very low it only it would have only been about five percent but again they missed it uh, fractionally as you can see uh so again you know challenges for for microsoft they were already expected to show declining ebitda growth relative to sales growth i haven't seen the breakdown but you have to think about the risks you know personal computing division business and uh business productivity division and their intelligent cloud you know they've got exposure to consumer as well as the enterprise uh, aspects of slowing down and I think uh, you know personal computing probably is going to be one of the laggards in its uh, in its print but overall I mean you know it looks like to me the company has been providing some guidance which has been ratcheted to the downside over 20 revisions lower in the last 90 days but it looks like it wasn't enough uh, in terms of what they reported just now okay yeah we're pushing out down towards 243 uh, we'll, we'll uh, keep an eye on here uh, the news and the numbers specifically as it comes out from Microsoft. But I want to just turn to Alphabet real quick because we're getting the opposite action there. Jumping up to 109 and uh, the number here, an operating margin of 28% EPS of 121. The traffic acquisition cost of $12 billion. Uh, seemingly the market's okay with this right now. Uh, and uh, the estimate that I saw was for about 132 on the 
earnings. So that EPS might be a tiny bit shy, um, but uh, we'll see how the uh, advertising revenue specifically comes in. They were looking for about 56 uh, billion. So it looks like the advertising revenue is about even, Nicole, is what I see. Yeah, and I would say that you're right on the um, earnings per share miss, too, for Alphabet, okay. because that's another one. At that 121 level, um, it's my understanding, based on what I'm saying, that it is a miss. In fact, uh, you know, what's interesting about this one is that most folks were thinking it was attractive. Someone like Angelo Zeno or CFRA was calling this a buy at a 130 target. Quintetro said he thought it was attractive, but it was so razor thin, this earnings season for this company, he said anything that isn't exactly right will mean that this is likely to trade to the downside. I mean, what happened with the split? That should have helped really prop this stock up. Really didn't. Um, last time we saw new highs was way back in February, and it just couldn't hold. It's just been selling upon selling, even the last earnings season selling. So um, it's, a, it's a miss on both earnings per share and revenue for Google and Alphabet, which is important to note. And so it's um, obviously going to come under some pressure here. YouTube is something I was also interested in. I see the ads revenue there of $7.34 billion, But there is much to dissect here. But I think the top and bottom line miss tells the story. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking is that um, it's not, the, it's not uh, as kind of uh, uh, glaringly uh, bad as uh, the, the miss from Microsoft. But uh, it still is not great. I mean, there's no real surprise beats here, George. Uh, stock's up a little bit, but this has been probably the weakest of the big tech group. So maybe that helps them a tiny bit. So I think it's probably the most exposed, at, of course, the ad revenue spend, which is about 85% of its sales. But here's a kicker. I'm not really surprised to see the stock trading to the upside. And the reason I say this is the estimates for uh, EPS at 129. They missed it, obviously, but they were already going to be expected to be down relative to last year. So they essentially came in and cut guidance uh, considerably. The estimates were revised down for this one about 26 times between, I'm sorry, 26 analysts in the last 90 days. So they were taking huge haircuts going into this number. So maybe there was some pent-up demand because of the fact that uh, they did, uh, they were coming into this earnings report expected to actually have uh, EPS down on a year-over-year -year basis already. So uh, maybe that's why, again, it's trading a little bit to the upside, even though they missed on top and bottom line. But anything can go in terms of what's happening with the breakdown of its division, growth, intelligent cloud. Last quarter grew about 44%. I'm not sure, based upon what we see so far, what they grew in that particular space. But perhaps services uh, growth was actually something of a, a bright light for the for the company as we know that ad spending has been down we can use snapchat as a proxy but not necessarily as a complete proxy just because of the nature of the scalability that google has and, and of course the presence they have not just in uh not just in in uh in uh in in online uh, advertising but also using of course uh you know advertising through app store and so forth okay um you know like again not not terrible uh not amazing uh, but it might be enough uh, here for us to stabilize kind of short term. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Texas uh, Instruments might be the winner here. That one's up. Visa's actually also up uh, pretty notably here to about uh, 217 4 bucks. So a little bit of a relief trade here this afternoon. Texas has got a solid uh, double beat and a revenue that uh, outlook that is well above the uh, median expectations. Uh, 
uh, median was for about 4.9 billion revenue next quarter, and they're saying they could do up to 5.3, Nicole. Yeah, you know what's going on here with Texas Instruments. I, I mean, first of all, the group has been looking a little better of late, right? We've seen a, a trend higher for this group. There was speculation that Texas Instruments really could pull off a double beat here, which they did exactly that on the top and bottom line. You also have what's going on in Washington with this bill that is, is favorable for the CHIPS group. The CHIPS bill, the $52 billion bill, which actually got the votes needed today to continue forward and move towards legislation by the end of the week. So we have some details on that. But even OPCO was calling for a second quarter beat here overall. So this one so far, I see it up about 2.8% right now as we speak. Okay. All right. Uh, what do you think, uh, George, if we had to kind of wrap it all up here? It, this could have been worse, I think, for our, for our, for our start here, given how high tension uh, has been in this market and the selling. Uh, Texas, uh, pretty reassuring there. That, that's not a terrible number at all. Not at all. In fact, you know, it's only down about 15% year to date. It's it's been it's been outperforming, of course, the Nasdaq and the S&P 500. And I think what's going on here is is the diversification in terms of exposure. The automotive segment and their industrial segment is probably helping, of course, uh, their EPS and sales relative to perhaps the the aspects of personal devices. You know, microcontrollers that go into smartphones as well as tablets and so forth, which are probably down on a year-over-year -year basis. But I think the industrial and automotive space. Is keeping, uh, is keeping Texas Instruments uh, up, as well as the diversified products they have in both digital and analog chips. And it's also a dividend machine. I mean, they pay over $4 in dividend relative to about $9 in EPS. So I think that's one of the reasons why there's been some demand for the stock. Okay. Good stuff, guys. All right. Maybe we're the good luck charm. The triumvirate rides again. And stocks firm up in the aftermarket. You know what you said, it's not. It could have been worse. It really could have been worse. Definitely. So I think we got to take it, right? I mean, Google's a winner. Texas Instruments a winner. Um, I didn't get to comb through Visa yet, but after what we saw with American Express, we know people are spending, spending, spending. Yeah. They want to because they were locked up. Yeah, Visa beats um, both top and bottom line. So maybe. Uh, yeah, I some... didn't even see that. Yeah. And I just guessed. Love it. Consumer is a, still got some gas left in the tank. Appreciate it, guys.